Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Pete. And I'm Dallas. And welcome back to episode two of the Bargain Tuesday podcast. We have now doubled our production value. Oh yeah, we are getting so good at this and... It's life changing, honestly. Yeah, and this week uh, we got a few different things that we're going to do. There's been a lot that's happened since um, the last episode aired. Yeah, like all the trailers for the next year yeah. dropped have, on the internet. Have people like been like, yo, you're that dude from the Bargain Tuesday podcast? Not yet. But I was hoping at least be one of us, but I, I have yet to, but... I mean, some of my folks listen, but, you know, <laughs> there's that. I don't think my parents listened. Hey, man, it's on SoundCloud, so everyone can go find it, and we're also on Twitter, at Bargain Tuesday, and we're also on iTunes, so... There's the places that we can be found. YouTube is uh, to be determined if we can figure out how to convert it all yeah, to man. our YouTube. It's all a work in progress, but we're making steady progress. So all steady wins the race. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, last time we talked about uh, such a great movie, so we thought that we'd start off uh, with some teases at some stuff yet to come. Uh, last week, or I think one week ago today... Uh, they the dropped Thor, Thor trailer. The, the new Thor trailer for Thor: The Dark World. No, uh, Ragnarok. Oh yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, not that the was the sequel. The Dark World. That was the second one. Uh, it's, that one is not good, but this one, it looks looks great, doesn't it, Dallas? It looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to kind of like give a couple of highlight recaps, and then we can start? Um, yeah, it? sure. I mean, like you're going to notice here. Um, I guess I think I speak for Pete. Pete likes Marvel. I love Marvel. And for the other movie, it'll be vice versa. So you'll probably hear from me from me about uh, Thor, and then the other movie you'll hear a lot from Pete about. But, um, I mean, the first thing right out of the gate, like, the first image I saw was, um, you know, Thor's in these chains, he's rolling down. And the Thor series secretly has been known for comedy a lot. You know, like those series when the guy's, like, about to get, like, nailed by something? Like, you're probably wondering, how did I get stuck in this situation? And he just speeds up. It's kind of one of those things, like... One thing I've noticed, a lot of you have been calling the series, um, or at least this movie, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Because there's a very big Guardians of the Galaxy vibe to it. I think that they're, like, taking a lot of the the things that happened in Guardians that, like, everyone was like, oh, new and exciting and not, like, totally ripped from comic books that everyone cares about and that doesn't follow, like, regular tropes. Right. And they're like, let's copy this over and maybe we can do something fun. We'll do it with that Thor guy. He has, like, like once I've said before, like, low-key, Thor movies are actually pretty funny. Well, Chris Hemsworth has brilliant Great timing. timing. So much timing. So much. Speaking of Chris Hemsworth, his luscious Fabio locks have been cut. I'm a big fan of the, of the high and tight that he's got going on. Mm, yeah, I'm digging short here, Chris Hemsworth. Dude's a stud. He can rock any hairstyle. And they're doing the Braveheart thing. They've got him with the war paint. You got the Asgardian face paint, whatever that is. It'll be it'll be fun. But um, the biggest thing I took away from that, though, or at least the thing I enjoyed the most, other than the obvious Hulk appearance, was the helmet. Yeah, the new helmet. He rocks the old school helmet. It's a nice little tribute, but they make it look a bit modern. Yeah. Because he wore it in the original Thor, like, a second, like, in a ceremony or something. Yeah. But they just ditched it. But now he's rocking the helmet for battle, and that's pretty badass. Well, I think part of that is that he, the, you see in the trailer that the villain, Hela, who I think is going to be their stand-in for death for yeah. Thanos for Infinity War, and we'll get there down the line, she breaks his hammer. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And so goes the hammer. A classic Marvel trope. So goes his hammer, so goes all of his superpowers. Uh, or, you know, I'm sure he's 
pretty. He's still he's still pretty jacked. He's yeah he can he can tough it out. He's got god power still too. He's still wicked strong and all that. Yeah, but uh, his his big his big weapon's gone, and so he's gonna have. Now, why do I think we're talking about Iron Man three here? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so- a little worried about that. Bar, bar, Marvel's borrowing bits and pieces. I I think, Mar- Iron Man 3 wasn't that bad, actually. I enjoy it. I thought it was better than 2, at least. Good, I think that movie gets a bad rep sometimes. It's a great Christmas movie. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Other than Die Hard. That is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Um, so, he- the villain Hela, I think that what, what I don't usually like about Marvel movies is that they kind of just have... Like crap villains for the most part. Yeah, with sounds the, about right. Generally, with the exception of Loki, most of the villains just kind of they're one and done. Um, I think that they're going to bridge Hela. Hela looks intimidating. She I, has a cool costume. I please. think she's going to be the stand-in for Death, and she'll be a focal point of Infinity, Infinity War for a little bit, and that'll be good because then you'll like you'll have something to carry it over. Hmm. Um, speaking of Infinity War, uh, we're Expected to see the last. Oh, they, they're uh, going to show the last Infinity, uh, Infinity Stone. Yeah, the I think they call it stones. Like I, I grew up with it. We grew up with it as gems. Yeah, they were gems growing up. I mean, gemstone. They don't sound cool enough. Gem's not a cool enough sounding word. The, di- I mean, it's. I guess it's, it's not a difference for me, but I believe. So follow me on this. Uh, the guy who stands at the gate of Asgard, he, like, looks out over the... Heimdall. Heimdall. Idris Elba. Who's also fighting in the trailer, by the way. Right. He's fighting in the trailer. He's got these orange glowy eyes, and the soul stone... Is yeah, that one's orange. up to be orange. So, people have been tossing around the theory that somehow he's in possession of mm-hmm. the soul stone, kind of like how Vision is in possession yeah. of the Mind Stone. And how many uh, how many more movies do we have until Infinity War? I think it's just... I think it's just Spider-Man. Guardian, Spider-Man, Thor, and then Infinity War. Really? So, okay, yeah, so that would be the and last I, movie. And I don't, think, I don't think that they'll put another Infinity Stone in no, Guardians. They've already got enough. Because Guardians already had... They had the um, purple one. They had the purple... The, the power. The power Here's the problem, too, because in the comics, they're different colors, and they're named differently. They've been changing the colors and the names and everything. Yeah. It's a bit confusing. Well, the difference is... Well, the other thing is, they've already put a Infinity Stone in a Thor movie. They put one in Dark World. They put I think out of all the movies they can get away with, either Guardians or Thor would be one of those choices, though, because yeah. of the supernatural elements behind them. Right. But I think that they'll show... That Soul Stone will probably show up in Thor, and then... So Thor... Basically, I think that... Piece together the movie before it comes out. Thor, um... He'll meet up with Hela, and he'll get trounced and sent to... Uh, the junk planet that you see mm. in the trailer, and he'll be forced to fight in the arena Gets for a while. his uh, haircut. Don't forget the haircut. Right. Very important. And in the meantime, um, you know. Now, here's my theory. As you know, during Captain America Civil War, they released a video of what Thor was doing. Right. And he was in Australia living with a roommate named Daryl. Right. Daryl's one of the count in Australia or something. Yeah. And Thor pretty much just, you know, lived off him, mooshed off him, but pretty much paid him, like, as guardian money, so that was, like, rent. Hear me out. What if the last stone is Daryl? Probably not. Daryl possesses... No, hear me out. Daryl will possess the entire stone in his body. And then, you know, Thor will be, like, fighting... Uh, what's her name? Hell at the end. You know, still doesn't have uh, Mjolnir because it's destroyed. And then Daryl shows up out of nowhere. Like, Daryl, what's going on, bro? And he'll be like, hey, Thor, take this. And then he forms into Mjolnir. Mm. Revealing I'm the whatever stone. I don't know if that... And takes out Hela. I don't know if that'll happen, but I wouldn't... We be need Daryl, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they made him cameo. 
Daryl needs a cameo because he is the last Infinity Stone. Um, Infinity Stone took a body. How do you think Thor ended up with an Australian roommate? I mean... It's fate. I don't know, man. He's got... That or Natalie voice. Portman comes back and she's the stone. Even She kind of was the stone in the last one, right? No. Or she, she got, like, possessed by, like, the, the red thing. Yeah. It was the reality stone. The reality, yeah. weird things. Um, so things that... So no Natalie Portman in this movie. Replaced by Which Tessa, is a shame. Te, replaced by Tessa Thompson playing Valkyrie. I think that they're going to tie up her and Hela having some history. I think that's how that's going to work out. Um, but she's pro- she's working for Jeff Goldblum's The Grandmaster. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's in this movie. That just makes my day. Jeff Goldblum is... He he should be in, like, a movie every year. That, I'm pretty like, sure he is. Just as, just as like, like, a, like, in his contract with movie studios. It'd just be like, I need to be in a real cool fun you know, movie. You know what's a movie I think is, like, a once-a-year type of deal and conveniently always stars Morgan Freeman? Movies where old people try to act young. Have you seen, like, a commercial for this new movie? It's, like, Morgan Freeman these two old guys, and they're doing, like, young things. They're, like, I don't know, running from the cops, but they can't because they're old, so that's why it's funny. Yeah, I mean... I think that's required by law, that, like, Morgan Freeman has to do an old guy being young movie. I think he's trying to, like, compete for, like, how many movies can I be in before, like, I'm just tired of doing movies. Or die. Yeah, he's racing against the clock. (laughs) He's just trying to make a thousand movies. He's trying to beat Nick Cage's record at this point. I think Sam Jackson's on a pretty heavy case to He's get... Samuel Jackson. He does what he wants. He's been on, like, almost 500 movies. This is a hobby for him at this point. I mean, they're actors. They, like, get... They have the best... Oh, the best job in the world. Um, so anyway, back to... Speaking of actors and old actors, Odin, he's gonna be, like... He's, he's been kicked out of Asgard by Loki. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's gonna be floating around on Earth as... What I've seen, he kind of looks like he's, like, a... He's, like, one of those... Hobos with a shopping cart on the street. I mean, I might be just reading into stuff, but I think that it'll be like a. It'll be weird to see Anthony Hopkins like portraying like a like a hobo, a hobo who used to be a god. There, you know, they're gonna make it funny too. Yeah, I, I think like that's, someone's gonna try to mug him or something. He's just gonna whip out like a sword, like yeah, I be think, gone. I think that they're gonna they're gonna bank on this movie being like fun and. Comedic. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. Because, yeah, I just hope that they just don't, like, double up on, like, ha, 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 look how funny we were trying to be, and then, like, make uh, Infinity War, like, downer and Mm. just bore us. I don't know. Thor, like, you know, they get bad reps sometimes, but I always, like, have the least expectations walking to a Thor movie. I always walk out pleasantly surprised. Yeah. They they balance the humor pretty well. Like, there's good subtle stuff. I loved in uh, the second one. Where he walks into the guy's apartment and just hangs me on here. Yeah. That was improvised, too. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that will be it'll be good. I think that uh, along the lines of it looks like a Guardians movie, um, and the trailer, it's there's enough in the trailer to say it covers a certain chunk of the movie, but I don't think it covers all of what's going to happen because... That's a teaser trailer anyway. Yeah. This is the teaser. It's not the the full trailer yet anyway. Especially because people have been saying it's going to turn into like a, a Hulk, a Hulk-Thor kind of buddy cop movie. That's the idea. Plus, uh, Cumberpatch is going to be in it too. Right. Doctor I, Strange is going to make an appearance. I think he's going to run, I think he's going to talk to Doctor Strange at the beginning and then run into Odin and then into Hela and then end up in the junk planet, meet up with Hulk, and then they're going to buddy cop across a couple of planets and then at the end... Maybe in a post-credit scene, they're going to run into the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
I hope it's like very casual though. Like they, I don't know, like they're on spaceships or something. And they're just like, oh hey, what's up? Well, Nothing else is acknowledged. Well, they wouldn't know each other, but it'd be like really cool if like they or got just have like an awkward stare. You know they're gonna make it funny. Like they if, have to make it funny. Well, if they got into something like uh, like if like rocket. What are those things from the Jetsons? I don't know why these would be there, but those little like space, like they're you know at the airport. You're too lazy to walk, so you jump on the little uh, escalator yeah, that yeah. takes you straight. Yeah. Let's say they're on some space jets and that's escalators or something, and they, like, just stare, and then, like, well, one like of them is just like, like, who the are those guys? Well, I'd like to see, like, Rocket and Hulk get into something, like, get it like a space bar mm-hmm. and, like, a post-credit scene, and then, like, just leave us hanging until everyone... No, it's going to be something very, very low-key. No pun intended. Hmm. Which I think would be funnier, honestly. That's, yes. Fantastic. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, sorry, I slammed the Coke can. Um, so, uh, the next movie. God, I know you have a lot to say. God, I'm so <laughs> excited. Um, so, we all knew that it had to come out sometime, and finally, uh, kind of as they, everyone expected, uh, in the world of nerds, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, finally released a teaser trailer. Uh, this weekend. Should I just go to the bathroom while you talk about this? Should I just, like, ah. go drive to my house or something, pick something up, come back? Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bore everybody, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hammer out some, some key details of things. Fair enough. That, I have some notes myself. Things that need to be taken care of. Um, so basically, like, they, they wanted to give Rogue One enough space to breathe. So, over, over the weekend, they had Star Wars Comic Con in Florida. They call it Celebration. And uh, they brought back all the people for... Except the guy who plays Finn. He wasn't there. Yeah, he was. He was there um, second day. On he wasn't one. there for um, the Q&A or whatever. They I had, read that in an article. He didn't show up for, like, the important ones. They had a Q, well, they had a 40th anniversary Q&A where they had uh, Warwick Davis, who played Wicket, the little Ewok. He was mm-hmm. hosting. He was, like, the speaker. And he chatted up. Did he do it in a Ewok costume? Uh, no. Wasted opportunity. It, definitely. But, um, he was there. Um, they brought back Billy D. Williams, uh, Lando. They had Anthony Daniels, C-3PO. They had... What about the old people there? Were they CGI'd too? Who? The old people, like the guy who played Lando. What if they, like, CGI'd him? I don't think they will. I don't even know if he'll be in... No, I mean, like, at the conference, like, they were just CGI'd. Um, well, George Lucas was there. And um, Harrison Ford was there. Uh, Warwick Davis made a joke about like him like not being able to fly planes because Harrison Ford crashes his planes all the time. <laughs> and so he was like making a joke about that. And Harrison Ford took it really well and spun it, and it was hilarious. Uh, Mark Hamill showed up. They had a, a tribute to Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, and uh, then they had John Williams. Crank out the classics. So everyone had a good time. And then the next day, um, they, they revealed the trailer. They did a trailer and they had, um, they had Daisy Ridley. They had, oh God, what's Finn's? I can't remember. Uh, John Boyega. Uh, Finn's character was there. Uh, no Poe Dameron. Finn's character, mean actor. <laughs> yes, that too. Um, Both his character and his actor were there. It was like a hologram Finn. Yes, it was at the same time. It's like Hologram Tupac. Um, they should have brought Hologram Tupac to open it up, because Star Wars, like, they could have said he was a Force ghost. That'd be really weird and totally, like, strange. No, it's a Force ghost. I guess. That's how you spin it. You have Force ghost MJ and Force ghost uh, Tupac. 
Yeah. Maybe Biggie Smalls if they could get him. Um, Sam Jackson, like, video feeded into their conference and was like, Mace Windy lives. So, there's that. And did I don't know did they tease it like he'll be in the movie? Well, I mean, or? like, I don't think that they, like, I think they'll, they'll probably announce, like, a Miss Windu project. I don't know what relevance it will have, but they wouldn't have him, like, Skype in if they weren't going to do something about it. Mm, um, that's true. So, they, and then Mark Hamill was on the panel for Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, the director, and Kathleen Kennedy had a Lucasfilm, and she's, like, basically the one who, like, reports to Disney, but she basically has free reign to do whatever she wants. Um, and so they did a whole panel and then they showed a poster for the movie and the poster is pretty rad. It's like a new school version of the old school kind of feel. Yeah. Um, and then they did the Taylor Tracy trailer and I don't want to sound like a super nerd, but it's exactly what You already described the whole Star Wars conference. There's no going back now. (laughs) Yeah. But like. I got context is key on everything. I mean, we're just, I thought we were just going to talk about the trailer. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there's a lot of important, like, there's, when you talk about Star Wars, it's, like, it, the, Star Wars is one of those things where it's, you don't even have to have watched Star Wars, you could be completely ignorant of, like, what things mean, but everyone knows what Darth Vader is, everyone knows oh, what he's an iconic character. It, yeah, like, you don't You don't even, have to be a fan of, like, science fiction and movies like that, I mean, you have you like Star Wars because it's a, you know, respected piece of cinema. Yeah, and, like, there's, it's, it's inspires so much, like, for the longest time, even before they started doing prequels or before they, they started this new generation with Disney, like, there's so much media that's tied up, books and games and, and what have you, just across the board that, like, is based off of it. And some of it, like, they, they use and they just, like, spin it into their new uh, continuations. So, context is everything when you're talking about Star Wars. Um, so, the trailer's cool. Um, starts with a, a spook out with uh, Rey on the planet Octu, which is the one that she's on with Luke at the end of uh, The Force Awakens. This is going to be the first Star Wars that doesn't have a time jump or, like, any time in, you know, any... I mean, they left the last one, the cliffhanger. Yeah. First one, I mean, they left Empire Strikes Back, basically, on a cliffhanger. Um, but this one is, like, there's no time. Like, you know, like, every... So, every Star Wars up to this has had, like, a number of years in between each episode. And this is going to be, like, within minutes or hours of the previous encounter. So, that'll be pretty cool to see. Um, something pick up right away. Um, Ray and some over an aeration of Luke talking about breathing and, like, focusing on the Force and, like, searching for for what she needs to feel in the Force. And she feels, like, you know, light and darkness and balance and, whoa, Force. And uh, they got some great, like, landscape shots of that uh, island in Ireland that they were shooting on. Um, you know, filmmaking's come a long way, so it's going to be some cool shots uh, in this movie. And Ryan Johnson's got... Um, you know, he's, he's real good. He did Looper and Brick and all those cool movies. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he pulls in. Um, you get a flash of Poe. He's, like, in, like, a little health bay. He got kind of beat up at the end of the last movie. He was that really cool guy from the beginning of the last movie, and then he kind of just disappears. Yeah, I mean, he gets, he gets basically beat the, beat the hell, and then, um... Well, then, you forgot, they skip right past, uh, Finn. Another shot of Finn. 
But um, he's uh, he's like in some type of capsule or something, like getting scanned or something. Yeah, I think it's just like he's pro- that's probably early in the movie. They're like, probably not trying to mess with us again. Like, I, I got to give it to the people who um, advertised the last Star Wars movie and just had all this like focus on Finn. Because they threw a curveball at us. Because you see in all like the commercials, it's always Finn. Finn has a lightsaber. Finn is doing this. Finn is doing that. He's like the main toy they're trying to sell. Finn with the lightsaber. And then, oh, you thought Finn was going to be like the Genesis movie? Nope, it's Rey. Yeah, but I mean... Which kind of got predictable near the end of that movie, but well, I like, still... I like the twist. I, oh, I like the twist as well. So, I got to say, that's just a genius move on the Star Wars marketing team. Yeah. Uh, probably, there's probably so much you know uh, backlash after... So many people were so angry about when uh, they revealed Finn was a black stormtrooper. Like, that can't be right. They're all clones. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They just kind of, like, were like, well, we got rid of clones because we didn't feel like doing cloning anymore. Yeah. I don't Um, think anybody really noticed that much either, honestly. So we did, um, what did we do? Uh, So in, in, like, some of the scenes, they show uh, a backlit thing for Leia. Uh, and then they show, like, Kylo Ren's mask. So, like, Kylo Ren, he's poking around, but there's an interesting, like, sliver where they show, like, there's, like, a book. The Journal of the Wills is in either, it's, my guess is Journal of the Wills, but that's, um, it's like the, as if the story of Star Wars is being told through the Journal of the Wills. Uh, so I think it's got some kind of, um, connection to, like, Luke in that way. Uh, and you see some of the characters who you don't see, uh, is Benicio Del Toro, who is, you know, highly publicized to be in Star Wars, but haven't seen him really at all, and they haven't really released any character information on him, um, so he's still kind of, like, poking around, maybe we'll see him in the more extensive trailer, but... Mm -hmm. This was a teaser too, right? Much like Thor? Okay. But we'll see, we'll see exactly who he is. Um, you don't see Snoke. Um, but we'll probably see him, and they've released a couple of details about, like, how he might just be, like, a a dark side fanboy and does, might not have any, like, powers. So that would be, that would be something. Um, it'd be interesting to see a big bad who isn't completely tied to the Force. We've got Phasma. We've got BB-8. He's poking around. He's with, fa- uh, with Poe. <laughs> they blow up Poe's X-Wing again. I would really like to see, like, a running gag. Poe, like, every time he gets near a ship, like, it just gets blown up. <laughs> That'd be really funny, because he's, he gets his, his ship blown up right at the beginning of the first movie, and then... Watch well, him just again. tease him that he's going to actually be important in this movie, and then he's not. I think that they, like, they probably put a little bit more on him this movie, because everyone was like, okay... I mean, people were digging the uh, the Finn Pope romance. Yeah, I think that that would be really cool if they kind of did like a. I think that they're going to do a side story uh, with Finn Poe and then have them. Um, so let's talk about what the people really want to see: the sexual tension between Finn and Ray. I mean, I think, chica, dun, 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 wow, wow. I mean, see what I, I did there? I made a remix. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I'm gonna put him in the friend zone for that. I don't think that you, the, you don't know. Like something could happen. I don't think it's gonna. We could see some caramel Jedi's running around. Oh boy, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen. I told you, obviously, the the ninth movie. Who's to say? I think that believe it'll be internet. In- internet's well, actually, no, actually, if we know the internet, they're shipping. Uh, that's what they call red shipping. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely more Finn Poe than it is Finn Ray. But hey, you've never seen that in a Star Wars movie either. So 
Um, I think that they so, – so let's get to the crux of what's going on. Two biggest important issues, uh, Carrie Fisher's Leia, uh, she – To see dry her in. They did it with the other dead guy. Well, they announced, they announced that uh, – She won't be in episode nine. She so won't be in episode we'll, nine. They'll pull up Fast 7 or Furious 7, whatever it's called, and they'll just you know write off her character with CGI and – Maybe so, she has a sister or something. Well, they, they said her. that they they are not going to use CGI for her, so they're going to somehow conveniently write her off into the sunset or give her some kind of heroic. Play some Wiz Khalifa or something. Who's who's to know? But that's going to happen, and then the final the final piece is the time for the Jedi to end, spoken by Luke, and that might be just like a that might be a a call towards more like the Bendu, which is like again old Star Wars for someone who's more in the middle, uh, not kind of blinded by virtue like the Jedi, not uh, super set on passion like the Sith, somewhere in the middle, uh, because he, but it also, like, I, that, no one knows where that part of the movie is. Is it at the beginning when he's kind of like, oh, like, everyone's dead and it's all my fault, and, uh, you know, he might have a change of heart closer to the end of the movie, but... Who's to say? We don't mm. really know. Um, it'll be really interesting how they do that. Um, you know. You good? Yeah. You done talking about the trailer? You want to talk about the vendors, like the guy selling hot dogs at the Star Wars uh, convention too? Or I mean, <laughs> I would go into Rebels, but, you know, that's that's a story for another day. I don't even um, know what you're talking about, so. You know, TV is TV. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Speaking of TV, or... The bargain version of TV, Netflix. Gotta love Netflix. Free endorsement here for Netflix. Um, um, yeah, this is our awkward transition into the main event, I guess you could say. Yeah. The main attraction of tonight's show. Also, you kept on saying leeway last episode, and it's segue. Segue, leeway. It's important. Yeah. I'm going to give you a... It was the first episode. I'm going to give you a thesaurus for your, day, for your birthday. Thank you. Um, so... Uh, it's been so it's been actually almost one whole month since the release. Yeah, of this I think show. It, we also want the time a bit too, like let it sink in of yeah. whether or not do we really hate it that much. And long story short, yeah, it's not that great. I don't actually. Um, before we really dive into this, do we want to talk about our background with the character at all? Well, I mean, we haven't even announced what we're talking about. So. It's Iron Fist. If you haven't read the title of the episode yet, it's Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, but, um, did you ever, were you ever into Iron Fist at all before the character um, show or show was announced or anything? I got into Iron Fist when uh, a couple years ago on Facebook they had the Avengers Assemble video game. Yep. And, like my whole It's a character from that. And I was like, oh. He was one of the three characters, too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, this guy seems legit. He was pretty legit in that game. He and could heal himself. He gave good damage. Yeah, he was cool. Solid starter combat class character. And I was like, and like, I mean, I'm I'm fine with Marvel. I'm not as big of a yeah. fanboy as Dallas is. But, like, yeah. I'm not going to turn my nose up to it. And I was like, I don't know anything about this guy, but he seems fine. So, <laughs> similar to video games, that's how I kind of figured out who Iron Fist was at first. Um, you ever play um, Ultimate Alliance? Uh, is that like versus Capcom? No, no, no. But he was in uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three. But even before that game came out, um, I mean, it's not, it was like it was like a beat 'em up RPG. It was on like PS two. I uh, definitely did GameCube. not play those games, but I, it was like you picked four characters. It was like the X. You ever play the X Men Legends games? Nope. <laughs> Basically, you pick four Marvel characters and you're around beat up stuff, and you can like level them up and stuff. Iron Fist was in um, was in uh, Ultimate Alliance two, which was based off Civil War, okay. and. 
that's when I first discovered who the character was. Um, you ever watch Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Nope. Very good Marvel cartoon. He made an appearance in that. He had a very, he was like a calm, cool, collected, opposite to the, you know, loud Luke Cage. Yeah. So that was like, I never really read Iron Fist comics. I kind of knew he was through like other media. Always thought it was a very cool character. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, did I get my hopes and dreams crushed when I saw this show. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I hold these Marvel shows to very high standards because they've all been very, very good. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, all very excellent. They, um, I guess we're rating our, we rate our shows based on values. And since Netflix, I think standard Netflix is like $10. They're, uh, they're all, like, $10 shows. Yeah. All uh, very good stuff. All worth your Netflix account. Yeah. Marvel, in addition to their movies, they've got their their four flagship shows to be tied into the Avengers, or the Defenders, which is, like, the New York Avengers. The Ghetto Avengers. Yeah. The they've East got, Coast or something. They've got Daredevil, which has had two super successful seasons. They had Jessica Jones, which has at least one. We'll be having two Or been renewed, yeah. Luke Cage had a season that came out in November. Also been renewed. Yeah, he is a great show. And Iron Fist, I mean, you made three real good ones, and then, like, you had to roll one out before your big, like, mm. crossover event. I'm going to let you take it away, because you've got some grievances. Um, you know what? I'm going to say what I liked about the show first. Okay. Um, there's a very good supporting cast. Yeah, man. There's, um, who plays Calling Wing? Uh, Jessica, ha- Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick. She is great. I loved her. Great yeah. fight scenes, great character, very likable. And, of course, Rosario Dawson, she's a regular in all the shows. She's great. I love her. Anytime those two are on screen, I'm actually enjoying myself. Yeah. There's also, he wasn't a lot, but his pal Davos, which is like one of his bunk buddies or whatever. Oh, one of the guys. He was in there very brief, but the guy can make shurikens out of tinfoil, so he was cool in my book. He was the guy from Kunlun, right? Yeah. Kunlun is the magical city where Danny Rand spends 10 years. Yeah, we'll get to the plot in a second. I think that I'll talk about the other two positive things later down the road, because I don't want it to be a whole, like, negative Nelly review. Right. But uh, should we just start with the plot, I guess? Yeah. Go ahead and, so, and detail it. So basically this billionaire child, Danny Rand, him and his parents, you know, end up in this crash. His parents die. Danny Rand gets raised by monks, learns kung fu, and eventually becomes a master of this thing called the Iron Fist, which pretty much, you know, describing the show, makes his fist glow and he can pretty much destroy anything with it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. What's the what's the catch about but, the, um, the, the place where he's raised by the monks? That's Kung Wan, and basically that... It, it's a city that kind of it's mystical, so it does mystical things, but yeah. it disappears from the surface of the earth. Yeah, so anyway. And you're trapped there for 10 years, and then not until it reappears. Yeah, he reappears it. 10 years later. He goes to claim his uh, parents' business or whatever, and that's kind of where it starts off. It's just him figuring out, like, oh, why can't I run my own family? It's him, like, having, they don't believe that he's, you know, really Danny because he allegedly died, so he has to prove that he's really Danny, and then he gets caught up with the hand from a. Uh, their Daredevil uh, seasons. And uh, that's pretty much a broad description of it. Yeah, basically he... Easiest way to describe it. So, I mean, I think it was... Actually, you, know, you would think, though. Oh, so there's a lot of kung fu, right? Because it's based on martial arts. And the, 
You'll be surprised, friends. <laughs> There's like no kung fu at all in this. There's not nearly enough kung fu. And I the show is called Iron Fist, and the I'll, I'll get to the fist mm-hmm. later. But I think that they, it was definitely a wasted opportunity. Um, there are a couple of instances uh, throughout the series, the, the season, where he fights in like a mini tournament, and he's got to face like three levels of different kung fu people. And then he finds, like, a drunken kung fu master. That is, okay. That's, that's one of the good parts. That was the the best fight in the entire series. Right. And the it, problem is it's, like, the seventh episode out of well, 13. It's real good. Like, those those parts, those parts are, are, awesome. are real good. And I but, think, but notice, it's not because of uh, Danny Rand. It's because of the other guys he's fighting. Yeah. To really bring it out, especially that drunken fist guy. I straight think, out of a Jackie Chan movie. Oh, yeah. I think... I think, though, like, what they should have, like, they spent a lot of time of just people talking and, like, sitting in boardrooms and like, seating, sitting in secret meetings and sitting and talking. Yeah, if you like uh, business meetings, folks, this is the show for you. Like, Rosario Dawson and sewing people Coming up. for a kung fu show and like, you watch, like, uh, what is it, Mad Men or something, which is obviously not as good. I think that, like, you, uh, you missed the opportunity to, like, Danny Rand is kung fu master. And every episode, he's got to fight off another guy. It should be like a Mortal Kombat tournament TV show. Yeah. That would make sense, though. That would be awesome. Like, each each episode, he fights, like, a, a more dangerous guy until he gets to the top. And then he's like, oh, wow, all the things have been revealed. I don't feel like we're giving this guy too much credit to begin with. What? We should start with him. Who? Danny Rand. Which you can make another drinking game, folks. Anytime what? he says, I'm Danny Rand, take a shot, folks. I think that, like, I think that... My He has once again, this is the hair edition of uh, Bargain Tuesday. He has the dumb he has horrible hair, this horrible Jufro, um this dog right here, Seamus. This adorable uh what is he? This adorable labradoodle. We'll post a comparison on the Twitter folks. Da- Danny Rand's hair looks like this dog. It's a not as adorable. Well, I mean here's But here's he's also an idiot. He's completely gullible. There's a the villain Bear with me, people. The villain resurrects himself somehow, and, you know, he doesn't question it at all. And the villain just keeps telling him what to do, thinking, yeah, I'm totally on your side, but, you know, go do this. He's like, yeah, yeah, totally. I'll totally give you my information and all this stuff. So I think that my problem... I think it's... Finn Jones isn't a bad actor. He's not a bad actor. I think he just had bad dialogue. Well, I mean, that's what... I think that... Bad writing. That comes back for a lot of things. Because, like, Hayden Christensen isn't in his own right, a bad actor. But when George Lucas writes a script that's sand and I hate sand and sand is really sandy because it's coarse and made of sand, that's when everyone gives him crap. And that's not inherently Hayden Christensen's fault. It's just the fault of the writer making real bad decisions. And I think that when they got to Iron Fist, the people who were like developing for Marvel, they were like, hey... We don't have to put a ton of effort into yeah. this. Yo, someone can, someone call the interns. They can write Iron Fist. Yeah, We're too busy with the other three shows. They're like, they're like, let's focus on making Defenders good, and then we'll like put the B Squad mm. on writing Iron Fist. I mean, not only did like they make him like look gullible, kind of an idiot. He just didn't look that intimidated during the fights. I didn't think that they needed Rosario Dawson that much. She's. I'm glad she was there though because she I made think, a lot of that bearable for me. I think that like. They put her in because, like, you had to, like, shoehorn her in somehow. But I think that if they'd spent better, more time, like, making the characters better across the board, like, uh, who is 
Ward oh. is like the sub. He's like he's like the brat. He's the bratty son of the villain. But he's also in his own way comical, much like the main villain. Yeah, I Should mean, we just talk about the villains now? Should we make a, a leeway? You better have that a leeway. Well, to the villains. Segways are cool too. Uh, so Harold Meacham is <laughs> the big bad. Um, Harold Meacham is—he's uh, like a Harvey Dent, Jamie Lannister looker like. He and, does look a lot like that guy. Yeah, and um, but just—it's but he's like William Defoe Spider-Man acting. Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. That's like a spot-on description. That's no, literally, that's what I felt I was watching. Like, am I watching Spider-Man 1 right now? Yeah. No, he's... Get this. He killed his assistant over an ice cream party. He got his assistant all this ice cream because his assistant talked about how much he loves ice cream. He's like, I got you this ice cream. You don't like it? He's like, yeah, I appreciate it, but you don't like the ice cream? And then he kills him via scooper because he didn't like his ice cream party that he threw for him. Yeah. He can also um, resurrect himself. Yeah, I think that has to do with the hand. And remember how to yeah, like, do the affiliation with the hand. They, he, he's like teamed up with the hand because he had cancer. We, we gotta talk. Hold on, we gotta talk about that scene though. When he resurrects himself, he wakes up from the ground, spitting dirt out of his mouth, walking around like a zombie in broad daylight, trying to regain his senses and everything. It looked like something out of like a cheesy '90s comedy. Yeah, I mean, I think that just that also goes back to the writing, just kind of. Not being there. Those interns, man. Those Marvel interns. Hey, man. They got to get work somehow. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I saw they wrote Iron Fist, I probably wouldn't hire them. Yeah. I think you wrote the ice cream party? <laughs> oh. I like that. What's her name? The villain from The Hand, the old lady. Yeah, from Daredevil she Season 2. She came back. She's great. She's like... We like her. They like kind of plot <laughs> twist her on like... She's not, like, a bad guy, but she isn't the bad guy. Yeah. But she's still, She's leading up to something. I think like, we can talk about that later, like she, too. Yeah, like, she's a bad guy, but she's not, like, Danny Rand's bad guy. Yeah, exactly. She's, like, a more collective bad guy for her. Yeah. She's, like, unit. she's, like, she's definitely, she's scheming, which is fine. I liked, I liked that she came back. I think that the, um, on the whole, Marvel TV villains have been... We've had some awesome Marvel TV villains. Been way better. Like um, Kingpin, fantastic. That scene where he crushes the dude's skull on a limo. Punisher, Purple Man. Punisher was a hero though in this. He was an anti-hero. I mean, he's an anti-hero, but like he fights Kingpin and all that. He was real good though. Like as as far as like not heroes go. I don't consider him a villain though. I wouldn't put him in villain territory. All right. I also liked uh, Copperhead and Copper um, and the politician lady from. What do you mean, Cottonmouth? Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. He was great. Well, Copperhead was the other one. Yeah, yeah, he was the main villain, yeah. I don't think he was as good as the other two, but he was still fine. But um, Mariah, that's her name, right? Yeah. Like, I have, like, never felt so much hatred towards a fictional character before. Well, she was really... And that means she did a really good job, because I despise her so much. Yeah, she was real evil. Um, And then David Tennant as um, Kilgrave, Purple Man, whatever you want to call him. David Tennant, uh, he's also always been known for playing the good guy. If you're going to switch a room on that. To see him play a villain... But he still has that David Tennant charm. Yeah. Like, I was convinced. I thought he was going to hypnotize me at one point. I was going to be jumping off buildings for him. Yeah, he's a... That's how good he was. We had these amazing villains, and then we get William Defoe and Harvey Dent's love child. Yeah. It was, um... I don't know. I thought the writing was the biggest thing that hurt mm. this, this show across Honestly, the Honestly, writing I mean, and... Did you really give a shit about the Meachams at all, really? I never really cared. 
I thought you see, Joy was hot, but that's it. I think that if they had done the Meech, it's a thirteen episode. Which is too long, by the way. That, these shows should be ten episodes, I think. I'd say, and I love like these other shows too. I think ten episodes is a good. I think ten at the most. Medium. Eight would be perfect. That's what they're doing with Defenders. I think that's perfect. Yeah, eight is eight is more than enough for, because they're like hour and or they're four. I watched like one episode a day, but yesterday I had to binge through the last four, and that was honestly I had it on the background. Yeah, there, it's just it's too much to get through. If there were, if especially there were, if the con like. I can give the other shows passes because I was enjoying them, but Iron Fist felt like a chore at that point. Yeah, if they were if they were thirty minutes, fine, eighteen, thirteen. But mm. if they're an hour, forty minutes, uh, no, it's it's too much. Yeah. Um, speaking of also too much, I want to talk about Ward. Yeah, too much Ward. Too much. Once again, this is the hair edition, and he had really stupid hair. I liked. Uh, I didn't like what annoyed me. He was, what I liked um, making fun of is a better way to put it. Was every time I noticed, like, just how ridiculous his hair got more and more each episode. Does this guy, like, shower once every two weeks or something? Like, they're yeah. trying to make you feel bad, like, oh, he has a drug problem. But he kind of looked like, um... He's silly. He's too silly. He kind of looked like, uh... He looked like Ezra Miller to me. That's where I thought it was for, like, the first 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I was like, is this Ezra Miller? Is he, like, double-dipping DC and Marvel? I think that they went too heavy on him. I think that they should have ended the Meachums. Harold Meacham, they could have kept him on as, like, a background big bad for the series. But as far as Ward and Joy go, that whole arc should have been done by episode four. If they all died, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, Joy's scheming at the end of the uh, series. She is. She is. So she might actually be useful in the next one. I think that she'll be ske- she's clearly scheming against uh, Danny Rand. And we'll see where that goes. It will... If there is even a season two, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Also, speaking of joy, I'd like to introduce a new segment to the show called Thanks for the Money, where we talk about product placement and get a kind of hungry, looking for something sweet. You want some M&M's, Pete? Oh, yeah. M&M's <laughs> all over the place. I would say not nearly as bad as Krispy Kreme. In the not as bad as Krispy Kreme, but this was it was more subtle, but it was still pretty stupid. Yeah, man. Because um, uh, what happens is Danny Rand gets sent to a mental institution for claiming to be Danny Rand early in the show. Which is ridiculous, too, because he's talking about how he's the Iron Fist and he has these powers. People are like, powers aren't real. Yet again, this is the same universe where, you know, they always talk about the Avengers and how all this happened. Yeah, that's true. They keep on... So why is he in a mental institution? But anyway, um, to prove Danny's real, she sends Danny in the mental hospital a bag of M&Ms. What was it? He takes all the brown ones and sends them back or something? Yeah. Because Danny never liked the brown ones. He always picked them out. Yeah. I thought... Um, going off what you said about like how he had superpowers and no one believed him, they ran into this weird thing where every time they were like he's they got him into a situation where Danny Rand would be like, "Hey, I'm the Iron Fist," they're which like, also is another thing you could take a drink to and you would probably pass out. Yeah, they're like, "Well, can you show us the Iron Fist?" And he was like. No. Dude, that Iron Fist <laughs> is like an iPhone that's like on its last leg or something. It's like your iPhone right now that's dying. Also, it like wasn't, it wasn't even like the the graphics, the, the CGI, the special effects. It um, just glowed up fine without whatever. That's how it worked in the comics. It, I wasn't expecting blown away special effects. I wanted to see something. I'd like to see the thing work. I wanted to see like. The, the show was called Iron Fist. And I think the Iron Fist is used at most, like, in a full fight scene, like, once. Maybe. Maybe, maybe twice. Maybe once. I wanted them to have, like, a like a, like a power-up sound effect, like a... <laughs> Iron Fist! And then, like, a big explosion from whatever. You should have done, um, in the X-Men arcade game from the 90s when you were Colossus and did a special move, you would go... Aah! 
and he'd like he would blow up and everything would die. If they did something like that, I'd be a happy camper. Yeah. Does he like need to like plug in his fist or something? It's literally things like an iPhone. Yeah, he I call it the iFist. He like never. He talks about how he's super in tune with his key and like oh, how his, his chi. They say chi a lot too. Chi key, whatever it is. Like he or, talks about how he wants to be like super zen all the time, and then he has to deal with all these rage issues, and he can't use the iron fist when he's not being super zen. And it's, pick one of the other guys. Mm. There's even like a part where Davos, I believe, says, "You're the worst iron fist ever." Yeah, they're like, "We don't like you." Stop. That's just. Doing. It's like the show doesn't even like him. They're like, "We screwed this up." We know halfway through. Although, um, speaking of um, the worst iron fist, the best iron fist though was seen in a very brief scene. In, like, a little film uh, strip that Danny Rand watches from 1948. Yeah. It actually shows a guy in the costume kicking ass with the Iron Fist. Yeah. Can we get that guy in there? I think that was, like, I think that they planned that, but then they hadn't, like, planned the rest of the show around that. If that was the show, like, boom, we would have a winner. Yeah. Actual kung fu. The costume, like, looked realistic. It didn't look too ridiculous. Yeah. They, um... Do you want to explain, like, his visit to, like, the the hand base? Oh, how dumb he was during that? So, they go to China. You can't see my fingers, but, you know, I'm doing the China, like, Dr. Evil thing. You can clearly tell that's New York, by the way. <laughs> they go to China to capture, um, Gio, whatever, is that her name, Gao? They kept Madame yeah, Gao. Madame Gao. They go to grab her. And, you know, you know they attack security, basic infiltration tropes. But my favorite, though, is um, obviously she was aware of it. She surrounds them, and uh, he's like, she's like, oh, if you don't surrender, I will kill your friends. And Iris goes, you have to get through me first. Yeah, what's going to happen when you die? Then, he's, then she's going to kill him, idiot. I mean, it's not. It's just, it's so tropey and silly. It's so dumb. Not like, it can't be taken seriously. But and keep in mind, like, we're talking about a show that's in a universe of other shows that includes a blind guy who dresses up as a devil and beats up people. Yeah. They have and this is stupid. That, yeah. I mean, like, there's, there's, when you watch a show like this, like, there's a level of suspended belief that you have to factor in. Oh, yeah, but even the show does such a poor job at it, you're just like... Yeah, they just kind of, they just kind of, I mean, what... Like, I view the, the Netflix shows, I don't view it as a separate show. I view it as a season, in a way. Yeah, I mean... I view it as just a very bad season of Marvel Netflix. Yeah, I mean, they basically, they botched one of them. Which is, like, it's gonna happen if you're... Uh, we knew it was probably gonna happen, we just weren't ready for it. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing, that, like, in the movies, like, the movies clearly have more budget in it. But once but, again, like... But certain certain of the movies, like, like, Iron Man 2... Isn't really a yeah. In my movie. opinion, a, a budget to me doesn't really matter as much. Like you know what movies I love? I love the Jackass movies. I think they got like a million dollar budget, and that's it. They right. all probably spend like, on drugs. Like, after. What I'm saying is, like the budget. You don't need a big budget to make a good that, movie. That's what I'm saying. It's like graphics in a video game to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the budget doesn't necessarily matter, but like you're going if you're making like a big like production of like many many pieces to fill something like Marvel does, mm-hmm. like. You're going to pay more attention to certain ones. For example, Civil War, a ton of attention was paid to Oh, that. completely. Like that was, fight scene was like, amazing. Like, painstaking. Not nearly that level of commitment to, like, something like Ant-Man. Like, something oh, yeah. like that is going to, like, they... But even that had a smaller budget, and I still loved it. 
Right. Mostly because of just the acting. I love Paul Rudd in that. Right. And that's when that's when people who are in charge yeah, of things works. have to be just creative. Yeah. But they put a lot of they put a lot of information into Daredevil. They put a lot of stuff into Jessica Jones, and they were probably just like beat by the time that they got to Iron Fist, and then we got... They were like, but I felt like the show wrote itself in a way. Like, you know, each of these shows, or seasons, if you're me, they each have, like, a different theme. Like, Daredevil's just brutal violence. That's, like, their main idea. Jessica Jones is just messed up, you know, because it deals with, like, um, sexual assault and stuff like that. Luke Cage has this really cool, urban um, vibe to it. And then Iron Fist, we should have gone on the Kung Fu show. But yeah. then we got a business TV show. I'm actually, yeah. And also, like, I know that the Defenders are all New York, but I'm getting kind of tired of New York. That's, like, their spot, though. Yeah. That's where like, all the Marvel heroes like, hang out. But, like, if you have... Because I think that's also what makes them grounded, too, because, you know, these guys aren't trying to save the world. Especially Luke Cage. I love the example of Luke Cage. He's not trying to save the world. He just wants to protect his neighborhood, man. Yeah, but my thing He wants is, to protect Pop's barbershop. And you can put New York in Iron Fist... But you should be taking the opportunity to go... Like, and, yeah, that's where they screwed up again. Hey, they went to China, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, even though you can see the Brooklyn Bridge in the background. Yeah, you can go to China for, like, four episodes during the Iron Fist arc and come back to New York later. I think that, like, just... I mean, if the show gets renewed for a second season, we're going to see a lot of come on, I believe. My thing, I think that I think that it won't get... I, think, I don't think Iron Fist will get a second season. I don't I think, think so either. Do you want I, a leeway into a why? Yeah. Are you seriously going with leeway? We went leeway, segue, pick. Well, let's just flip a coin. Nah, Do we have a quarter? No. Uh, let's we'll just, flip a quarter next episode, and that we'll decide if we're going to just call it segue or leeway. I know which one. I think that what's going to happen is they're just going to drop Danny Rand into Luke Cage. In season two. And make it Heroes for Hire. Exactly. That was my theory as well. Because uh, there hasn't, usually when those shows come out, usually like a week after, they get renewed. Iron Fist has yet to be renewed from what I've read. Yeah. I think it it would be so much easier to do a show with two characters that Danny Rand doesn't have to carry his own show. But he, he proved could, he can't. But he could <laughs> but he could carry like like a three episode arc surrounding Danny Rand within a Luke Cage series. Like yeah. that would I think be, um Defender's gonna be a really big test of this though, to see like what the um, the two actors have for chemistry. Uh, Mike Coulter, I believe, plays Luke Cage. Yeah. Between Mike Coulter and Finn Jones, just to see how well they work together is going to be a test. I guess that's that's yes and no. Like there've been stories about like actors who hate each other and like they come out with great products. No, I'm just saying, not like real life, but how their chemistry is on screen. If they can work yeah. well together on screen, yeah. Granted, probably Mike Coulter's going to carry this, but and the, the 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 cool thing about Iron Fists that like. They've, they've already built a backstory into this that Danny Rand is not the first Iron Fist. And so... The, the one we want is from 1948. What, what would be real cool is that if they decided to do a new Iron Fist series, Here's what we're, they could season two it and have, like, an old Iron Fist in it. I honestly or, think... Like, go around all the different Iron Fists of history. I honestly view now, after watching the series, Iron Fist is going to be the Hulk of Netflix. Yeah. As in, they're going to be like, we're not going to make movies, or I mean, make series for him anymore, but he'll be in other people's stuff. I mean, that's not... That's not. We're also going to switch his actor as well. That looks nothing like him. We're going to get a guy that looks nothing like Finn Jones. Hey, man. He's... Maybe Seth Rogen. He has the hair for it. Seth Rogen's working on another Green Hornet project, I think. He must have been high at the time. Thought it would have been funny. I mean, isn't he always... That That is true. That's his game. What is Seth Rogen doing these days? I don't know. Coming up with another Sausage Party movie. I like Sausage Party. 
It's yeah. a fun. They, it's not the funniest thing ever, but it was I cheap guess, laughs. I mean, they didn't really pay their animators, so. Yeah, so that's probably not going to happen. No, um, well, I think the last movie he did, other than Sausage Fest, was um, that Christmas movie. Oh. The night before. Yeah, Have yeah. you seen that? That movie was fun. Yeah, I, I, guess I still got to see that. I, I keep telling myself to watch it, but uh, I've yet to. But that will be on my list of things to see. Mm-hmm. But Seth Rogen, where are you, pal? Um, you can play Iron Fist and probably do a better job than uh, than Jones did. Yeah, I mean, I like to see him wear it too. Just his gut sticking out, he can do his laugh. I just well, what if he smokes through the Iron Fist? Uses it to light like a joint or something? That would just be <laughs> would be such a departure from <laughs> conventional <laughs> comic booking. I don't know. I'm sure that there's another super... You know who I'd love? You know who Booster Gold is? Who's Booster Gold? He's a DC superhero, and his gimmick is he comes back to, like, our time uh, from the future, because in the future you've got, like, all this tech, and he wants to be, like, a superhero in the past so he can get, be super famous and benefit off of it when he goes back to the future. So who's going to play... Uh, how's this time Iron Fist? Who's well, like, play? basically, like, he can't do superhero things. So it'd be really funny if, like... Oh, for Seth Rogen. Like if they got, like, Seth Rogen to play Booster Gold. That's a good idea. I could see Seth Rogen doing that. Yeah. Actually, I can see Franco doing that. That, too. Like, you could work for James Franco. You work for any one of those guys. Danny could, McBride would be great at that. It'd be real fun to, like, have, like, a trope-breaking... I mean, not that, like, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of broke tropes, but, like... By hiring Chris Pratt, which no one saw coming. Yeah. Originally. No one thought, you know, he was going to be able to, you know, pull that off. But, yeah, I mean, they they do a good job. They're fine. I like making fun of tropes as much as anyone else. Who doesn't? Yeah. So, uh, uh, anything else you want to say about this show? I mean, I'm I'm look still looking forward to Defenders. I'm very looking forward to Defenders still. Uh, and I just, you know, I I'm think just happy to put this behind us now. Do you want to put a ranking on it, like a definitive? So yeah, as I mentioned earlier, Netflix is um, the standard Netflix. We'll just go by the standard. It's like ten dollars. Ten dollars a month. I'd say this show. I was debating between five dollars or six dollars. I realized I was being way too generous for six dollars. So this is even really? a generous review score. I'm giving this this series was worth five dollars and fifty cents, only due to the fact that I consider this a part of, um, you know, just a season of the Marvel Netflix universe. Really, I'm surprised that you gave it that. I'm shocked as well. That's very generous. That drunken uh, fist scene. But if we're talking about like eight dollar Netflix, if you get the cheap one, non HD, maybe three dollars. I said four. You said four dollars. Four dollars for this for this series standalone, four dollars. Mm. And I think that's fair. I'd say we're being pretty generous. In I the think show right I now. think with four dollars, like it's, because when I don't see Iron Fist, I'm enjoying it. Like I loved Colleen, I loved um, loved Claire, yeah. Davos. Like they had some likable characters. Just I think that I think that the thing that hurt Iron Fist was the writing. Completely. For the most part. And then the opportunities that they had in their writing that they missed, mm. I knock off. Because when they, they do that. the awesome scenes, they're awesome. Right. They're worth the watch, like, but like a I'd, lot of it is just say, boring shit. I'd say his, like, the escape from the institution. The the three trials. The three trials. The drunken and, fist scene. And then really not much after that. Mm. Uh, maybe and then, like, his, 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 Claire's his, commentary is always uh, on point. When he's fighting in the rain, when the scene where they're fighting in the rain. Yeah, with Colleen and uh, Bacoro, Bacaro. Yeah. Burrito. I think that Bolico, that whole that whole thing. Chipotle, Cadoba was, was well done. Uh, but Taco Bueno. Only those things. Taco Cabana. Are you just going Taco Bell? I'm just thinking of Mexican food now. 
I was in Texas. I had Tex-Mex uh, last week. It's fantastic. I mean, we can only... I mean, stick to New York, man. Yeah, true, true. We'll stick with New York. Um, but yeah, I think it was fine. Like, if you're going to watch it, like, you're not going to probably... I mean, you might love it, but... You might not. And if you like boring business stuff, that's your show. I'd say, like, watch maybe specific episodes if you wanted to prep for Defenders. Mm. Uh, which I, is, yeah, watch I it selectively. When does Defenders come out? This this year or next year? Summer, August. Oh, okay, sweet. So, yeah. So, like... A couple months. Yeah. It's not it's not, not something you have to do, but if you want to watch that other show, some context is key. Mm. But other than that... Wikipedia that, you know? Yeah, Wikipedia the plot details, there's, no problem. There's a, there's a YouTube there's a YouTube video. I'm sure someone's going to YouTube all the good scenes, and it'll be like 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. Well. So, uh, what? time for our next segment, After Credits. What yeah. do you recommend, Pete? Yeah, I've got um, a couple of things. Have you ever read The Forever War? I have not. It's a real good book. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's about, basically, it was written, I don't remember when this book was written, but it's kind of like an homage to, like, Vietnam and, like, PTSD and some of that stuff. Uh, It was written in the 70s. And it's basically, like, soldiers on Earth get into a war with soldiers from a distant planet, and they have to travel through space to get to, like, the fighting, and then they have to travel back, but in there, there's, like, time dilation, and that, like, it slows down their aging, so, like, when they travel, say they travel, you know, for 10 of their years to get to war, by the time they travel back another 10 years, it's 20 years for them, it's, like, 3,000 years on Earth, and so, like, everything they know, like, falls like, away from them. So is this, like, a Netflix series, or is it a no, it's show, just, it's, it's just movie? No, it's just a book. Um, Recommend a book. It's real good. And then that's by Joe Haddleman, and he's he's pretty good. And then I haven't watched the series yet on Amazon Prime, but Man in the High Castle, the book, pretty cool. It's, like, an alt-future where Japan and Germany win World War II, and they split the United States, and there's, like, conspiracy and all that. And he... That guy, can't remember the author, but he's the same guy who wrote Blade Runner before they made that into a movie. Okay. So books are cool. We, you know, basically all stuff that's like the stuff that eventually gets turned into movies and TV shows. And then obviously, a couple day, two weeks ago, uh, Rick and Morty season three dropped their uh, season premiere. And Fantastic. If you haven't, that episode is fantastic. If you haven't watched Rick and Morty, it's it, Dan Harmon. He did Community and a few other cool projects before. It's outrageous and hilarious. And uh, real talk, pro tip right here. Um, if you really want to get delicious Szechuan sauce, release an alternative. Mix the sweet and sour sauce with the barbecue sauce. And I heard it's, like, similar. That's what the McDonald's people told me. Yeah, man. Inside jokes on Rick and Morty. Get to it. It's a fantastic um, show. How about you, Dallas? What do you recommend? Um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, the good ones, because yeah. it makes you, you know, try to want to like Iron Fist a bit, I guess, if you want to. You know, it's like, you know, you go to a party with people you don't like, so, you know, you drink a little bit before. It's like that. It's like, you know, taking some shots before a party with a lot of people you don't like. Nice. To soften the blow. Um, I'm going to recommend in airlines. I recommend going American Airlines. <laughs> 
I know there's been a lot of airline controversy lately. Um, the United situation guy got thrown off. I don't know if you heard about the Scorpion story. Or any other damaging story. <laughs> yeah, so apparently um, this dude brought his pet Scorpion on the plane. The thing escaped, stung a guy, and I guess he was like on his last breath. And as soon as the plane landed, they had to bring in emergency medical attention. And I got to say, United, um, not United, yes, United, them, they're the bad people. They took a huge bullet for Delta Airlines the week prior, canceled over 3,000 flights, including mine, from Austin to Atlanta to Boston, because I spent 25 hours in the terminal because of weather problems. Supposed to take a flight home. I was supposed to take a flight home from Austin, 11, 11 a.m., and we're arriving in Boston at 6.54 p.m. I didn't get on a plane until 12.38 a.m. I don't know, spent, you know, four hours in Atlanta at, you know, four in the morning. Couldn't even sleep on the ground because, you know, the guy was picking up wrappers and crumbs and all that shit. <laughs> then, I, then I didn't get into Boston until, you know, 11. And they had a shuttle come an hour late for me. So, yeah. Delta Airlines, you know, you thought you got away with this. You thought United saved your asses. But I know. And guess how they compensated during this uh, 25-hour waiting process? Tell me. They wheeled in dominoes. At a hundred, like a hundred boxes of Domino's pizza, and like you know, but here it's at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Do I look like I'm a drunk college kid at two in the morning? No. <laughs> at least there's like other pizza joints in that airport. Get something more decent, you cheapos. Well, Dallas. Did I eat the pizza though? Yes. Dallas has basically sworn off Delta, and yeah, you know. But no, I'm going to say something positive though. If we're going to recommend more random stuff, I've been playing a game lately. Yeah. Are you a fan of all of um, Banjo Kazooie? I haven't played in God knows. You ever like the game though growing up? You like those type of games though, like three D platformers? Yeah, they were cool. There's um the same guys made Banjo Kazooie. They don't have the rights to the characters anymore, so they broke um Kickstarter records actually. Cool. They raised like two million pounds to make this game called Ukulele. It's yep. basically Banjo Kazooie, but instead of a bear and a bird, you're a chameleon and a bat. But it's um it's very good. A lot of people have been hating on it. The camera's awful. Yeah. But it's um if you like those games growing up, like collecting stuff and you know, just platforming, highly recommended. It. It's like you know, like when they did the stupid voice, like, when they talked, they have that very self-aware humor. Guess what the um, guess what the nickname for like, the villain's ultimate weapon is in the game? What? The N64. Classic. The meta humor is real. I love it. All right. So um, it's on PS4 and Xbox One. Cool. I've recommended so much random stuff today. Nice. And that was on Kickstarter they got the funds on it? They broke records, yeah. Fastest raising Kickstarter game. Cool. They broke all the records. Um. And this will be a lay segue. See what I did there. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. I can <laughs> buy them both. <laughs> Love it. Um, um, we're on Patreon. Yeah, we're on Patreon and on Twitter. You can find us at Bargain Tuesday Podcast. Also on uh, iTunes Podcasts. We are and, on iTunes as well. And uh, coming soon to YouTube. YouTube will be figure it out. And Facebook. Uh, we'd love your support. Because uh, the more support we get, the more we can do this, yeah. and the more we can blabber, and the more you guys can listen and make fun of us. So we'll uh, we'll hear back from you guys. And do you want to um, say what we're going to review next? I I can't remember what do we have anything. Yeah, I, I have a movie planned. Okay, what do you? We will be reviewing the fate of the furious. Nice. So we'll. So uh, we're not going to be typecast as a superhero podcast. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll get back to you with uh, some information on. The, the classic shows that are Vin Diesel-centric. Mm. Uh, yeah, and uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care, folks.